Are you ready? Thank you, everyone, for coming back once again to Things You're Not Supposed to Talk About with Louis G. And um, today's podcast is, parents, you know what? You're too stupid to raise your own kids. That's right. You're too stupid to raise your own kids. I know it. And you know, you know what? You're being told it every day. So um, we're going to find out who's better at raising your kids than you are uh, like this. Hi, I'm Billy, your son's new sixth grade teacher. Did you know that you were too fucking stupid to raise your own kids? I can do a way better job for the six hours that I have with your son than you. We have a cool agenda this year. We have a special after-school art program for the kids where they tell you it's art, but it's really gender-affirming training where they maintain a strict level of discipline. They must be able to maintain a year-long lie to you so that they don't have feelings of guilt about their after-school program. Also this year, we will be having a makeup artist come in and show the kids the art of wearing makeup. That's right. It's just an expressionist form of art, but on the face. We will not be using parental consent forms, because like I said earlier, I know more than you do about raising your own friggin' kids. All right? That's it. What do you think about that? So... Does that sound crazy to you? I mean, that sounds crazy, right? That that whole thing sounds, you know, weird AF. I'm going to not lie to you, okay? Um, and I don't like that. So, but here's the thing. Old Billy is right. He can protect your kids better than you because this is still going on in schools. And if it is, then uh, you must be allowing it because, you know, two jobs, the pursuit of success, the single mom or dad, the married couple who both work. You know, life is happening to you. All day, and you can't possibly take care of a rug rat and maybe even three. I mean, who has time for that shit as an adult, right? You just hand them over to the state education system and allow them to handle and restructure your child's mind, then send them off to college and shit, and you work two jobs to get them there, right? And, and you have no idea how they got there. I mean, it's crazy. Life just happens, and it, it must be a great idea that the school brings in you know, adult drag performers who, whose only audiences have been married couples or gay men, uh, bachelor parties or bachelorette parties as well, right? That's, that's really all I'm saying, okay? So, you know, you just, you just, like I said, just hand the kids over to the education system, allow them to handle and restructure your child's mind, and then send them away to college. That's what happens here, all right? And, and, you, and you had to, like I said, work two jobs to get that done. And then all of a sudden, everything you taught them that you thought you taught them or that you didn't know they learned comes to fruition when they come home from college and you discover that shit and you don't know why, right? Nope. Girl Scout troop. A Girl Scout troop has never, ever had a drag queen show up and perform their adult show for the kids, not at least before 2021. And if you know of a Girl Scout troop who has had a drag queen perform for the kids, you know what? Let me know the troop number and who that parent is. That's all. That's it. That's what I want you to do. I want you to let me know that. There's a lot of displays in every class, almost every classroom, um, kind of encouraging students to accept a certain point of view right? Uh, rather than focusing on learning. I want to teach Shakespeare, not gender ideology. The fact of the matter that no, no teacher should have to lie to parents mm -hmm. really about anything. 
Well, you know, there therein lies the rub, right? Teachers are now forcing kids to lie to parents. And what you heard right there was a clip um, of, of a few teachers who don't like this idea. You know, they didn't grow up like that. Um, so I'm going to ask you, right? Does a blue-haired, 27-year-old, ambiguous man or woman with zero kids and zero skin in the game have the right to take your child's mind and prepare, prepare it for gender equality or math? I mean, is your 12-year-old mature enough to hear about puberty blockers, blowjobs, ambiguousness and sexuality? I mean, I'm throwing out a serious question. Is a 12-year-old, your 12-year-old, mature enough to talk explicit and pointed sexual activities that grown men and women experience with one another? Are they? Just answer the question, right? Just You're driving in your car. I asked you a question. Look at the radio and say, yes, my child, my 12-year-old is mature enough to talk about men having sex with men and what that entails, women having sex with women and what that entails, and gender ideologies. And if, if, if you can look at the radio or your headphones, whatever it is, you got your iPhone, whatever it is you're listening to me on, and say, yes, my 12-year-old is absolutely ready for that, then please put them in those programs so that they can move forward faster than my 12-year-old, okay? All right. My 12-year-olds were not ready for that. And, 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 and by the way, here's part of what they were not ready for, okay? Here's, here's part of what they were not ready for. Even some teachers are against those policies that shred parental rights when it comes to gender transitioning. School districts in more than two dozen Democrat-led states pop up the map are telling their staffs that they can or should keep a student's gender choice hidden from their parents. Two Colorado families are suing the Pooter School it's about District. about 20 states, by the way. teachers recruited their little sixth-grade daughters to join a secret club that encourages gender transition. Our team reached out to the Pooter School District for comment. We're still waiting to hear back. So far, nothing. Erin Lee is the mom of one of those girls in that secret club. She's so I'm going to wait to tell you what Erin Lee had to say, right? Because I want to talk to you about this. So had this happened to my 12-year-olds, there, there would have been a lengthy and frightening discussion on how I raise my children and how you will not, right? right? Not, not, without my, not, without my, not without my permission. You're not allowed to teach them anything that has to do with sexual activity or the nature with which they are carried out in the adult world. You know, if you show them cartoons of teenage boys blowing each other, then I will tell you that I will be calling the police to have the cartoon examined for por pornographic innuendo to a child, and we will see if that gets a leg up in a courtroom. That's all. all right, that, I mean, that's really all we have to do about that. Oh, my. Here with Pam Bondi, the former Florida attorney general who is representing the families in this case. Great to have you both. Aaron, first of all, what did your child tell you was going on in this club? Yeah, so she this? was new to school. She's a shy, introverted kid. And one regular Tuesday, her art teacher asked her to stay after school for art club. And so we gave our consent for her to attend art club that day. But when she got there, she very quickly learned it was actually gender and sexuality awareness club. And not just that, but the art teacher had invited in an outside presenter into the classroom that day. And this woman did absolutely unthinkable things with the kids. She used flags to describe umbrella terms, telling the kids if they're not fully comfortable in their biological sex, that means they're transgender. 
She told them that queer is a term to use while you're still figuring out your sexuality. She talked about polyamory. She told them that these new labels that they had just adopted made them more likely to commit suicide and talked extensively about suicide. Mm. She talked to them about puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones. She said that their parents might not be safe, that they don't have to tell parents where they are, not just for this meeting, but for future meetings she holds in the community. Oh. She runs an organization called Skittles for kids 5 to 11 to discuss gender and sexuality. Yeah. And as and my daughter the children left the room with that, that day, name. The art teacher even pulled my daughter aside as she was leaving and said, remember, you don't have to tell your parents. Wow. So there you go, right? This is a, a, a mom. She's not lying to you. She's willing to go on television and have 3 million people watch her and tell you this. She's not lying. She isn't exaggerating either. This is what her daughter told her. And she's going to believe her 12-year-old daughter. My, my 12-year-olds were arguing with their friends because they didn't know Nike sneakers, right? I mean, they were not talking about homosexuality or bisexuality or learning personal pronouns. They were learning math and struggling with it. They were learning science and struggling with it. They were learning to read and struggling with it. I stepped in each time to help them and get them on track. They learned to read at home and learned not to read in school. Listen to me again. They learned to read at home, and they learned not to read in school. By that, I mean they were asked to not learn to read anymore. So the other kids didn't feel so bad when they saw my girls read out loud. That is an exact quote from their second grade teacher. She wanted me to stop teaching my kids that they should slow down their pace. So that the 25 other kids in that room didn't feel bad because my daughters could read Treasure Island at 7. Well, I don't feel bad for the other kids because their parents didn't teach them to do that. Am I going to slow down my child's learning and advancements just because other people said I should? And other people feel bad because they can't learn as fast? No. Who's doing that? The school system is doing that. They're doing it with everything. And now they're asking their children to lie to you so their incompetence isn't exposed. Both of my younger girls were in the same school and they both read better than their peers. Every time a teacher asked me to stop teaching them, I didn't, right? I taught them more. They asked me to stop teaching my kids to read. I can't emphasize this enough to you. I believe this was the start of, I can raise your kids better than you. Well, no, you fucking can't. First, I mean, it's, it's impossible for you to raise my children better than me. That's just a stupid idea. I mean, it doesn't even matter how shitty of a parent you are. The child loves you in, in the only way the child knows how. Either through love or love from fear or fear from love or whatever stupid combinations of things you want to add, good or bad. The child loves the parent because the parent belongs to them. Because the parent made them and gave them food and shelter. Sometimes when your parents are feral, you're feral too. I was feral. I was hung out to dry on the streets and had a great time doing it, not going to lie. Was I supposed to do that? No. No, I wasn't. 
Did my mother have any control over it for about a week after a beating? But no, no, she didn't. Did my teachers who knew I was feral do anything about it? Why, yes, they did. Yes, they did. They made sure I was in class. They made sure I did my schoolwork, and they made sure I was involved in the extracurricular activities such as the school newspaper, the school yearbook, and the school plays. They did not take the opportunity to teach me about things that were not within the appropriate age grouping. I was a teenage boy in high school, not a recruit for gender ideology. I was a student who needed to learn more than just the ABCs, so they helped keep me busy with the activities at school. You know, but back to this mom whose daughter was invited to a secret don't tell parents club. Other parents who came forward with complaints went as long as a year without knowing about the secret after school club since their children abided by the rules and refused to tell anyone what happened during the meetings. Look, if you're given the trust by a parent, teach their child. The child knows that. Right? The child knows that. Even subliminally, the child knows that you trust a teacher and they should too. If you don't trust the teacher, you don't tell your kids because you want them to learn without prejudice. So the teacher is someone with whom the child shares a created bond of trust because a parent gave that trust to the teacher and empowered the child to trust the teacher. That's all that happened there, Department of Education. You did not earn the child's trust. You did not do that. Teachers and the school system know this. They are willing to take advantage of it. And they're willingly taking advantage of it. That's the problem. They are willingly taking advantage of all of it. Why? Why would they do this? I have no idea. But, but it is happening. There are plenty of teachers who have uh, children at home. And they are either in agreement with these activities or they are too afraid to say anything. Now, why would they be afraid to say anything at all? Is your job as a teacher worth more than your job as a parent? Well, you know what? You certainly can't feed your kids if you don't have a job, right? But you do have an education. You do have a lot of history behind you, and you can get another job. I promise. Maybe that's not what you want to do. Maybe you don't want to waste the last 10 years of tenure, and you just want to keep going until you get that pension. And that's all you're looking for. Because you know your kids are going to grow up, and eventually they're going to grow up well because you grew up well, and you're going to teach them how to grow up well. And, well, you know what? Uh, we're just going to let the school take over. Because I'm too fucking busy, and I'm, you know, not paying attention. All right, listen, nobody's mad at you for this. Nobody. It's the school system we're mad about here. Nobody's mad at you for being a parent. Nobody's mad at you for being an adult with children, even if you're not a parent. You're an adult with children, right? So no one's mad at you for how you treat them. No one's mad at you for what you do. No one's mad at you for taking care of them the best way that you can. What we're mad at here is a school system for taking advantages of all the weaknesses that you have as a parent or all of the weaknesses that your children has in the trust of you as a parent or all the weaknesses that you have in this entire world because it's been fucking you for the last five years that your child's been on this earth and you can't get a leg up. I understand all of this behavior. I've been there. I've done it. I've felt it. I know what it feels like. It's terrible feeling. And you're hoping to God that some teacher is teaching your kids something. <sighs> You know, and that your kids learning something in school that they can be better than you. And, and I, I just, I just don't know if that's the way to go anymore. I mean, it used to be. I mean, here's the school principal's response, and here's why I say that it's not the way to go anymore. Here's the reason I'm yelling and screaming about all of this. The Poudre school system confirmed the existence of the club and that conversations in it, quote, may be confidential. 
but declined to address the specific allegations made by Mrs. Lee to protect the privacy of the students and their family. How can they, in a letter to a lawyer who has a client suing the school system for confidential and corruption of a minor, place in the letter the exact reason the parent is suing them? I mean, they say it in the letter that some of the clubs and conversations may be confidential. Isn't this the suit? Wow, you know, big, juicy balls right there, okay? In, in PSD, they continued, we promise to create and uphold equitable, inclusive, and rigorous educational opportunities, outcomes, and experiences for all students the district and the district and the school can provide, the statement continues. And, you know, they also continued, as a district, we are committed to making our schools safe places with, where which all students can learn. You know, it continues with its own admissions. Like they were something, you know, you as a parent could absolutely do nothing about. Genders and sexualities, I, I, I'm quoting them there. This is their statement. Genders and sexualities alliances or GSAs were established as safe spaces for members, right, of the school. That's it. That's what they say. And they're going to stick by that. GSAs are where established safe spaces for members of the LGBTQIA plus community allies and any individuals want to come together with the goals of ensuring inclusivity, safety, and support. Discussions in GSAs may be confidential given that they can sometimes be sensitive in nature. For example, a student may be out with specific friends, but not with the community at large. It continued, in PSD, a GSA club would be student-sponsored which is started, run, and led by a student and has an adult present at meetings, or school-sponsored, which is started, run, and led by an adult. The GSA at the Wellington Middle School is school-sponsored. Does this sound like a 12-year-old is being protected or an adult student is being protected? And, and who the hell is anyone to decide what I should know as a parent? Some blue-haired, childless 27-year-old? No, fuck no. My child is a member of humanity. Not a white supremacist you're trying to re-educate, nor a born-to-be-this-way baby either. You are a teacher of a subject, or, like a general practitioner, a know-it-all in math, science, English, and history. Fucking period. Right? What are you doing, and what are these rigorous educational opportunities? Doesn't that sound oddly like fringe educational opportunities? I mean, if you're a complete moron, you might think that meant sixth-grade calculus. Right? Rigorous educational opportunities would mean sixth grade calculus. Nope. It means the useless shit some blue-haired, childless, 27-year-old learned in school as a major, like gender studies. And they want to teach it because that's what they were in school for and they haven't gotten a chance to do that yet. They also can't get a job in gender studies, so they go to teaching. But guess what? There aren't enough jobs for that, like I said, so they're going to get teaching licenses and then try to teach that shit to seven-year-olds. Why? Because none of the adults will entertain it. That's why. Because they don't have time for other people's personal choices. Adults don't have time for your personal choice. They have time for their children's personal choices, which really aren't that personal because your parents are going to tell you whether you can have them or not. So your personal choice is bullshit as a child. And that's where we're at in this podcast, right? Personal choice. In my opinion, there is no personal choice for teachers, not with my child. That absolutely does not mean that I'm going to try and micromanage a teacher's curriculum. I'm not doing that. No. That's not right. I don't know anything about that stuff, right? That is what's happening. That is, that is actually what's happening now. Because parents feel 
and rightfully so, that the school system is undermining the ideals that parents know, but forget to instill in their kids, okay? It is something many parents assume will be picked up by their children through familiarity and osmosis, and you know what? They're right to think that way. Sometimes it is, right? Sometimes you pick up those things as a kid through osmosis and uh, family familiarities and things like that and habits that your parents have, and you just learn your parents' moralities. Uh, Sometimes your kids look at you after they come home from college and say, you know, who the hell are you people, right? But not in my house. In my house, my girls know exactly how their father feels and how their mother feels, and they had better not try to compromise those innate things. They understand their parents. They understand that education starts at home, not in school. That education isn't smart, and that smart can be better than educated. Educated will never be better than smart. It's just different, right? Parents do something utterly and amazingly unselfish. They give what they have earned to someone else freely because why? They made them. Nobody gives your child anything out of their pocket. They give them advice and scoldings and praises and ideas and fears and questions, but they do not give them money for food. They do not work and then supply your kids with clothes. They don't buy them cell phones and computers and Disneyland vacations for 20K. They do not confront them or or comfort them after a bad dream, and they certainly do not hold them in their hour of need and tell them they are loved completely by their creator, who happens to be you. Teachers absolutely do none of this. They teach, and in teaching your children, your children should learn. What it is they teach and what your child winds up learning is not potluck. Curriculums get made. Teachers create tests and assignments. And all should correspond to the name of the class. In science, a teacher teaches science. In biology, a teacher teaches biology. All of it. Man and woman too. They do not teach sex. Sex is not biology. The moment a man ejaculates into a woman's vagina, that is biology. Everything else is sex. Sex gets taught at home unless there is a consent form to teach it. By the way, we're talking about all this sex stuff and we don't even know. What's sex education? What is it? Do you know what it is? Can you give me a definition of sex education? Yes or no? Look at your, look at your phone and give me a definition of sex education because I'm going to give it to you before you can look it up. Ready? Sex education means a sexuality education program that builds a foundation of knowledge and skills relating to human development. Relationships, decision-making, abstinence, contraception, and disease prevention. That's sex education. But that is not, and I repeat, that is not the definition of sex education the Department of Education uses because, well, they don't have one. The ambiguity affords the freedom to teach gender ideologies. That's why they don't have one. Instead, here is what they say. The United States Department of Education does not have an official definition of sex education. However, the department recognizes the importance of providing comprehensive sexuality education that includes age-appropriate, medically accurate information on a range of topics related to sexual health and relationships. The DOE recommends that sex education programs include information on abstinence, contraceptions, STIs, healthy relationships, and consent. The DOA also encourages schools to involve parents, families, and community organizations in the development and implementation of sex education programs. The department recognizes that sex education is an important component of a well-rounded education that it prepares young people for success in all aspects of their lives and supports efforts to ensure that all students have high-quality sex education. 
There is nothing wrong with this statement, and all parents should probably applaud the directness with which it espouses its ideas. Unfortunately, you didn't know this, but now you do. Let's look at this statement for the hypocrisy that it has developed into. Age-appropriate, medically accurate, and healthy relationships based on consent. That's not happening. That's not happening at all. The exact opposite is happening. They are not involving parents. They are instead involving communities like the ones your child does not need to hear about from anybody but you. Consent is the most laughable of these. That has gone out the window completely. Consent is a joke, not just because it is hypocritical, but because it is a lie. Why? You know why. Parents aren't allowed to consent to the new programs because the children must keep that a secret. Secrets in a sexuality course means never telling anyone you were raped when you got raped. Children have fragile and impressionable minds. If you teach them to lie to their parents about consent, they will assume it is okay to lie about other aspects of their sexuality or activities. Why? Because we gave you the trust to talk to our children. That's why. You did not earn it. I have heard teachers' arguments about the home life of some kids, but fuck you. My kid thinks that taking away their cell phone use is grounds for having me put in jail. So no, my child's words have no validity to you unless you ask me as well. Unless I invite you into my home to see how we live. Your assumptions are not heroic. They are egregious. If parents started suing teachers instead of school systems, there would be a huge change in consent. That's a fact. How do we stop this behavior from teachers, school systems, and the federal government? Well, you have several ways to do that, and all of them involve you, the parent, being more controlling of the things your child's mind is fed. Are you willing to do that? Of course you are. Are you going to maintain that discipline? Well, that's another story, right? But you are going to have a much easier time maintaining that discipline without the school undermining it with secret societies and clubs that control the way your child interacts with you on the most basic and freest of levels. Trust and respect. For my child gets respect and trust. Okay? He gets respect and trust for free. And it is but theirs to lose. Right? If you, the teacher, a person that has been given this trust by the parent, and subsequently the student aids in the destruction of that freely given trust and respect in the home, then the family unit is ineffectual as a functioning part of society, and you, the teacher, are to blame. Are you ready? That's right, folks. I need you to... Relisten to this podcast maybe one more time because it was a rough one. Thank you for being here today on Things You're Not Supposed to Talk About with Louis G. That's me. Have a great day.